I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Lan Yazin. He recently completed the U 100 mile race uh, in Utah. And, uh, you know, he's living in Albuquerque, and I'm excited to talk to him about this race and how he got into running and all of that. So thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Zeb. It's um, a pleasure to be here. Um, I have to say, when I first got the, the, uh, request to be on your podcast i thought first is this is this real <laughs> and the second thing was uh because I, I looked at your page on instagram and i thought wow you've had a lot of uh, a lot of people uh who who are runners like just not only as a career it looks like um you have coaches and um a lot of people that do good things in the community. So I'm like, huh, okay, well, first of all, yeah, I, I was um, looking forward to doing this and I was just wondering, I wonder what he wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, yeah, I've had a lot of people that, you know, I've done running as, as a career or coaching and then they're really involved, but I like talking to, to everybody. And I think you've got to, you know, from what I've seen on your Instagram, you've got a pretty cool story. And anytime anybody completes a hundred, that's just a fantastic accomplishment. Yes, no, like 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 we were talking about earlier, it was something I wasn't even thinking about doing when I first started running. Uh, I let's see here. I yeah, doing a one hundred miles for for me, it sounds. Uh, it doesn't sound that insane, but when people that aren't into, you know, ultra running, they, they kind of think, wow, that's, I always hear the, the joke of like, I don't even like driving 100 miles. So <laughs> how can you, how can you run that far? And then I, my response to them is like, well, first of all, I don't run the whole way. I mean, I'm not the best runner. I, I, I do a lot of walking and, and hiking, but, um. Uh, yeah, yeah, Zeb, that that hundred miler, which was about it's been about a week now, so I've had like a week to recover. Um, it still hasn't hit me. I mean, my body feels it for sure, but um, I have to say, like I've done other ultra marathons that really, um, that really did something to me, like um, not just physically, but like. Um, um, like emotionally, <laughs> like I, I know I would be out on um, certain races and I don't know, like I get so emotional when I'm out there. Um, but this race for sure, it was just, it was brand new, like something I've never, I've never, um, going beyond the, the 100K distance was new to me. So I was looking forward to that part. I was looking forward to getting beyond 62 miles and and seeing what it was like running in the dark because I I don't like running in the dark. 
Um, uh, and, and just having a crew there, which, which my crew consisted of my wife and my two kids, which was pretty awesome. Oh, wow. That yeah. is really cool. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they did a great job. They, like, getting, getting to aid station, um, to aid station, that was kind of what it was. It was just like, I got to get to this aid station, this aid station, and just, I was, I think I was just 100% focused on getting to these uh, aid stations and seeing my family along the way, and that's all it was. Um, I think that whole race was like that. It, it was a pretty, it was a pretty tough race. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I, I assume any time you're going 100 miles, it's got to be tough. But I did see, it had something like 21,000 feet of elevation gain, and then and then loss. You know, because you're going up and down, and that's, whew, that's a decent amount. <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean. I don't know what it is when I pick these races. I often seem to pick like the most difficult races. Um, and it's not, it's not planned. It's just, I don't know. Someone asked me, why did I do the Ute 100? And I wish I could say it was for the elevation gain and it was a tough 100 miler. And, but it will, it really was just like, Oh, um, August seems like a good time to do a hundred miler. <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, but yeah, talk about um, just the beauty of being out there. It was, and, and it, it couldn't be more fitting to, to run that race because my family and I, we love visiting Moab. We love Canyonlands National Park, Arches, which is just in, in, in the same area. Um, and we'd always drive by the mountains there. We'd always look at them and like, so it was pretty cool to actually be in the mountains and exploring that part of uh of moab that i've never seen before that's that's great and i want to dig more into that but let's let's back up and let's uh how did you get into running in the first place um let's see here well being being navajo well, we are, are considered to be people that should run right we're um it is in our culture to to get up in the morning, to be up before the sun comes up, and and run east, um, welcome the the good spirits in the morning. Um, that's how I grew up. I remember my mom would wake us up. Um, she would wake my older siblings up in the morning and have them go run. And I remember being too little to go join them, but I always wanted to. And then when that time came, um, I think I regretted it afterward <laughs> because <laughs> because I, yeah, I, I saw what it was about. Like, you, there's, the sun isn't even up yet. It was cold. I remember the first time I went running with my siblings. It was cold. We, they got out of the house, they did a little stretching, and then they went off running. And my fear was that they would leave me behind, but I was, like, with my uh, oldest sister, who was probably the slowest one, and ran around. I think we did maybe, thinking about it, maybe about two miles, I think. Um, 
and that and that was it. And the reason why I say I regret it is because after that, my mom would always wake me up when I didn't want to get up. And I understood. I understood that was my culture, and my mom would always tell me that. It's like you, you have to be up early. You have to be up before the sun comes up. You have to give thanks and um, um, like I said, welcome. Just welcome the day and all the blessings that it has. So, I, I, I didn't run in high school though. Um, I think I played. Being on on the on the Navajo reservation, I think there's only four sports you can play. In the fall, it's football, volleyball, um, basketball in the winter, and um, track and field uh, in the spring. But I take that back. Let me see. In the fall, it was cross country, and I had siblings who ran cross country. And I never thought, I never saw the joy in that. <laughs> I never saw the joy in running and it looked like they were just suffering and um, yeah, I didn't want to do it. Um, but fast forward, um, geez, I think I really t started taking running seriously t when I was like 35. Um, and it just, it's kind of funny how people like get into things, right? Because for me, it was, I had a string of um, losses in my family. Um, my dad passed away. And then um, not long after that, my oldest brother passed away. And then after that was my mom that passed away. And then wow. again, an older brother of mine. So this is all within the span, I think, of like four years. So for sure, I think running saved me because at the time I was like in a dark place. I think I was not in the best shape physically and mentally. Um, for sure, not eating right. Um, was drinking a lot. Um, yeah, just bad, just bad overall um and it was weird like i like i'm a like i'm i'm a man of faith so i believe like i i kept asking like what what's something that can help me like i need to just find something and um it, it was kind of weird like one day i just said i'm gonna do the lolly's trail like i'm gonna go hike the lolly's trail and um here I go again, doing something that's extremely difficult, not really doing the research on stuff. I remember I set off on the Lalu's Trail. And it's funny, now that I think about this, um, it was early, like on a Sunday morning. Um, uh, just weird. It was like a weird feeling, like being out there by myself, even though I know I wasn't by myself because there were hikers out there too. And um right just seeing them gave me that little um feeling of like because i mean you're not alone like there's people actually out here doing this um and i have to tell you zeb like i got i got close to the to the rock falls people who know the la Luz trail it's like the rock falls that was the part where 
everything just fell apart. I was, I was like on the side of the trail, honestly thinking, am I going to have to be helicoptered out of here? (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was the worst feeling. Like I, like everything was, uh, I, I felt terrible. And, um, but it was good to see people out there hiking. Like, I love that people would kind of just give you that little motivation of like, Hey, you know, good job. Um, um, keep it up almost there. Right. Um, and I remember as I saw a runner that day and I thought to myself, like, who, who in the hell is doing this? Like, why would you, how, like, how, how is this guy doing this? Um, yeah, it was a very, it was very crushing um, to, to see people just pass me and, and I was like in such bad shape, but, but I, I made it, I got to the top um, and, and that was something that really, I don't know, just the challenge of it, the challenge really made me think this is, this is something that's, I felt so many emotions that day and it was helping me, I think, the days after. So I really just started getting into hiking for a while there. And and then I started jogging a little bit. But every time I would start jogging, my I would just kind of lose that little um, motivation. And my wife was the one that said, you know, maybe you should run a race. And I thought, well, nah, I'm not really going to do that. I don't think that's something I want to do. But um, but but I signed up for the um, Lake Powell Half Marathon, which was in October of 2016. So yeah, you didn't you didn't start with some easy just 5K or anything. You went straight to the half marathon. Well, so so this is the thing is like I, I have a friend um, in the Marine Corps, right? I saw him running these 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 races. And uh, his name's Jesus Rivera. And I was like, wow, he looked good. Like, he's in such good shape. He's, like, chiseled down and everything. And I think he ran, like, um, like the Boston Marathon or something. So I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing um, a race. So he gave me his training plan for a half marathon. So I was like, <laughs> I looked at it and I thought, oh, this isn't bad. I got, like, 16 weeks of, like, of doing this race and, and um, I'm thankful to this day. Like, I still have the training plan that he gave me, followed followed it through. I, I did, we, we went up to Lake Powell, and it was amazing. Like, um, you know, we got to see Antelope Canyon before the race, um, Horseshoe Bend. And that's the part of, like, the joy I do, I get when I do these races is, like, my family comes along, and we get to see these things these uh, these places that we probably would never see before, um, but yeah, uh, Lake Powell. <laughs> it was. I thought it was tough. I was like, okay, this is that's over with. Not gonna do that again. But I think you <laughs> know this. That people get that bug, that runner's bug, and I was looking for the next race. Yeah, that bug just it. it gets to you right and it and it pulls you in and you're always looking for for what you're gonna do next and so did you 
what was next? Did you do another half a marathon or is that when you started thinking about the trails? Uh, I did, I did a marathon next. <laughs> of course. And it was February. So what was it? Like five months away. I mean, and that was, that was, that was, I think to this day, the hardest race I've ever done. The marathon. I did Sedona which they don't have this race anymore because it actually um it actually comes up on the ultra marathon um page or website because it was that (laughs) difficult um but this is the thing zeb like and like i said i'm not a runner i mean i i don't have coaches i i don't know what i'm doing half the time it seems like so there is a thing called like uh injury I remember ignoring it, you know, just kind of keeping keeping on with like, okay, I, I have to, I signed up for this marathon, I have to do it, uh, ignoring <laughs> ignoring the, the little signs of um, what was happening. Um, turns out I had a really bad IT band problem, and uh, yeah, and I think everyone knows that there's really no way to fix this but just rest and maybe recovery and just taking it easy but um i yeah i i, I didn't do that I, I just kept going forward and um sedona's here right and i was looking up on youtube how to put kt tape on <laughs> <laughs> telling my wife we have to you have to put it on this way and uh, otherwise it might not work but i think we all know kt tape probably doesn't work <laughs> So it, it's a good, it's a good mental little like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's that little, so yeah, like that little blanket, like, oh, like, oh, like it's a um, security blanket. Like, oh, I think I'll be fine when I, um, put this on. But, um, that was, that was a, that was a, a race I remember. And I, I, I always do because it was, it's like it's like going beyond what you're you're used to right i've never been beyond that 13.1 miles and when i did get when i did go past that i remember mile 17 oh boy like the it band was acting up um i was thinking am i gonna even finish this um and a lot of pain um just walking basically and um and this is the this is the thing too like like i said about not knowing too much i i, I wore a cotton shirt that day <laughs> so the chafing of the nipples was really really bothering me. oh yeah yeah and, and then the knee was bothering me and then uh yeah i had a little meltdown um i think at like mile 23 um pushed forward got through with it I think I finished with like two minutes before the cutoff. And oh, wow. it was funny because no one was at the finish line, just my family like <laughs> clapping and cheering. And then I was like, oh man, this is, this was so worth it. And yeah, that was, I think, again, the toughest race I think I, I've done so far. And you still came back to it. You still kept on adding miles and doing bigger races which is amazing (laughs) yeah again i don't know like like 
I, I guess um, I just wanted, like, after that race, I recovered, my IT band got better, and then, um, so those were kind of road races, right? I kind of saw those as road races, so I was still getting outside hiking and um, looking up videos on YouTube um, just to help me with stuff, and I don't know, something came across my, my eye, um, it was about trail running. Um, and I thought to myself, is that, wow, this is, is this a thing like this? So it went back to that La Luz trail where I saw the guy running, right? I was like, I don't, I guess this, yeah, but this is insane. Like I was thinking it's out, like they run out in the mountains, they run out in the desert and it's this long and like, so why do they do it? Like, is it, is there prize money involved? <laughs> is there... Is there something, right? I mean, to, to, to go that far and push yourself that much, I thought um, I had to I had to know, I had to find out myself. So um, I, my first, so my first 50K um, was the Santa Fe Ultra, which is, I think, Endurance Santa Fe now. So I think, oh, Peter, yeah, Olsen, yeah. Yeah, I think Peter Olsen is the director of that. Um, so again, yeah, not not the easiest, no. easiest fifty k to do, but not at all. <laughs> no, that and and, and yeah, I, I really, really, I, I found out right then and there. I really enjoy the preparation part, like the like the training, the discipline that you have to have when you have to um, if you want to if you want to get this goal accomplish you have to sacrifice a lot um well and you talked about having you know a, a family and everything so how how did you or how do you kind of manage that you know making sure you're there for your family and and obviously working and all that and and getting in the training that you you need to to feel like you're ready yeah it's a good question um you know i i I try my best um, to like the main, the the biggest job. I think my number one job is being there for my family, like being there for my kids and being that support for my wife. Um, but yeah, looking back on all of that, um, leading up to now, I think the biggest support was my wife. I mean, she. She saw me at my lowest and she saw me at my highest and she said, no, this is good for you. Like, this is something I can see a lot of change. I can see a lot of difference in you. So she's, she's amazing when it comes to just holding things down at home while I'm out running through the woods. <laughs> and, but, but for the most part too, though, is like, I, I always tried to plan and, and understand that while, I can't be out there doing all that when I have something going on. Like the kids have something, um, um, I have to be there for them, whether it's school or, or, or anything else. Um, being there, it's not like I just am gone the whole time, even though it feels right. like I am, um, just making sure I get everything I need to before I go out and do the, um, these runs. So that means kind of like if I have like a honeydew list, like 
trying my best to get that done. And, um, <laughs> and just, yeah, just really, there's times when I'm out there running and I feel like I can kind of feel it. I can kind of feel like, um, man, this isn't fun. Like I, I miss my family. I need to go home and just be with my family. So I think for the most part, I think I, I did a good job at balancing the two. Um, but yeah, the support from them were, was great. I love that even my kids were kind of supporting me. Like, you know, um, they would be interested in, in what I did for the day. And everyone that runs knows that, you, you know, you need that recovery time too. So, um, right. yeah, I, I think that was a big part of every time I would be out doing, preparing for a race, um, just making sure everything was good at home. I think for me mentally, that was the part too that, um, okay, I was good. Like, cause if, if things weren't good at home, then I probably want to be running good out there. So <laughs> that, that makes sense. I think that's a lot of us, you know, have to strike that balance for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as far as work, yeah, work was kind of the same thing too is, um, um, I would get out there. I would um, actually try to get some miles in, like at work, even though it was a mile or two. Um, I love my job. Uh, a lot of the supervisors that I've had were very supportive and like, hey, <laughs> you want to go run on your lunch break? Go ahead. That's that's a, that's your lunch break. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but no, it's it's, it's great. That's cool. So you talked about the Endurance Santa Fe being that first kind of big trail run and, and jumping up to the 50 miler. What um, what did you know or maybe what didn't you know that you were getting into, like as far as nutrition and, and all of that stuff? Oh, um, yeah. So like I, like I said, like a lot of stuff that I just um, found out was kind of maybe by a YouTube video. <laughs> Like, and, and it's great. I love YouTube. Like, I I, can, I found out so much um, in how to prepare for, for these, for some of these races. But it's like one thing that kind right. of, like, you can say you're prepared for it, but when, once it actually happens, then you, then you kind of think, oh, like, you know, should I have done better? Maybe I should. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but nutrition, you know, the whole ultra thing. I was digging the whole ultra thing because people were like, oh, yeah, ultra runners, they just eat nachos, they just drink beer. Um, you know, we're different than the road runners. Um, and I thought, okay, well, yeah, like, this is something I, that I want to do. And um, um, I, I guess my, I guess my motto was, has always been it's better, it's best to be un, you know, underprepared than overprepared. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like every race I did, I, I hate to sound like I'm like a person that just seems like I'm not doing my research. Trust me, I've done my research, but for ultra runners, I know you, you can't predict these things. I mean, you can prepare for them, right. but once, once you're out there and the heat, you know, some, and something's going to get you either the heat, or you're not prepared for the um, elevation, 
that your stomach might turn on you. Um, there's so many things that could go wrong. So I think for me, it was just like, yeah, you can't worry too much about that. You just have to prepare as best you can and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did, how did that endurance Santa Fe run go for you? Oh, that was, um, it was great. I, I was like, I was, I was like probably in the best shape I think I've been in. Um, I was, yeah, I, I felt good. I felt strong. Um, we started off, uh, I think we were at like 10,000 feet when we started off and then we ran down, um, which was, I think the first seven miles was all downhill. Um, felt good. Um, coming up, felt strong. Um, and then I think maybe it was maybe at mile 30, I think. Yeah, it was like, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what hit me first. Was it, <laughs> it was either my stomach or maybe mentally I broke down. It was, um, there was a sign I kept seeing along the way that said like, um, it, it, it was, it kept teasing me. It was like, you know, watermelon, uh, bacon, just up ahead, right? And then it was <laughs> the best aid station that 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 uh, in the race is like. And I kept I kept walking up, and then every turn I took, I just saw more trail, and I'm like, I was like, oh my god, like this is this is torture. Like when when is it coming? And then like, finally it came. I think I sat there maybe too long, longer than I should have. Um, maybe indulged in too much than I should have. <laughs> I left the aid station. My belly was about to burst. And that's like the toughest part is like you're going. That's like the toughest part of the race, I thought, because it's just like you're going uphill. Um, um, and but but the competitive side of me was like, OK, like. I think every runner feels this is like you look over your shoulder and something kicks in. Like, you're like, I, I have to run now. You're running scared or you, right. all the, all the gain that you made, you don't want someone to just come up and pass you. That's when I knew like, it was, okay, it was a race and it was on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it was funny because that's the first time I asked for a pacer and my friend, my friend, <laughs> agreed to be a pacer at, up at the top and i think i told him you know i think i'm gonna be there like around um like around two o'clock right and i don't know what time it was maybe it was three and i started stressing out about that like i was like oh i'm not there yet i wonder if he's still gonna be there and then and i got to the top and yeah he was there he's like oh it's cool like it's cool bro like i've just been hanging out looking <laughs> looking at all the views around here and i'm like okay well, we got to go. And then we just <laughs> ran downhill. And, and that was, yeah, that was, that was a great race. I think, I think I did, I think I did really good that race. Um, not, not like to podium or anything. <laughs> I don't think I, no, I've never podiumed in a race. I don't think. What, what year was that? Uh, that was, I think in 2006. 18 2018 yeah but 
I'm, I'm trying to think yeah, now, Zeb. Yeah, I'm trying to think now, Zeb. Is that I think that was the same year I did the, my marathon. Like I just took like six months or seven to just train. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I did the relay. I think that was 2019. Oh yeah. yeah, was that the hundred? Yeah. Was that the hundred? No, it was still the it was still the fifty miler. Mm. Um, but we there was four of us and it was tough. What which leg did you have? I had the third leg. Ah. Oh geez, so yeah. I got the first climb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so that's the fifty K, right? And yeah, there's a fifty miler. I'm like, God, there's that does not sound fun like yeah, it was it was rough it was rough but it's beautiful out there it's it's the the scenery every and the people like it was it was fantastic yeah so funny story with that with that race i forgot um so i always saw this this sport ultra running um like there's a lot of you don't see many people of color running ultras i mean I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me seeing it, but um, every now and then you'll see some people. But um, some people would think like, "Oh, it's just it's just it's just crazy white people out there running, doing these races." So when I was doing that race, the Santa Fe Ultra, um, I forget what what part, what mile it was at. I was feeling good, right? And you see hikers along the way, and um, I see this long line of, of hikers. They all step aside so I can make my way up. And I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, right? And I'm passing all these hikers. They're all uh, they're all Caucasian, you know, men, women. Great job, great job. I, I'm feeling I'm feeling it. Like I'm like, yeah, thank you, thank you, right? And I'm smiling and everything. And the last person on this um, with these hikers was Wes Studi. I'm not sure if you know him. He's the Native American actor that played Geronimo. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But I have to tell you, Seb, that the look me and him gave each other, like, it was so weird. Like, I felt like I was, like, in The Last of the Mohicans, like, because he was in that <laughs> movie, right? Like, we, with the, 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 the eye contact we made with one another, we didn't even talk. Like, we didn't even say nothing. We just gave each other this look. And then... <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, why do, who, who do, how do I know you? Where do you, why do you look familiar? And then as I ran off, I was thinking, oh, wait, that was, that was the actor. That was West Studio. And I, I only wonder wow. what he thought of me. Like, maybe he was thinking, what is this guy doing out here? <laughs> yeah. Running in the woods. I thought that was pretty fun. That, that was the funny, um, the fun part of that race, I thought, and I, my wife, like, I told her a story. I don't think she thought it was that funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's fantastic. That's, I mean, you know, that probably not the person you imagined you'd find out on the trail in the middle of this race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, and like I said, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but. Um, that's what I think people think of, of going hiking. It's like, it's only a certain population of, of people do it. Um, but I'm here to say that there's, that's not true. Like, um, there's a lot of people out there 
same color as me, you know, darker, whatever, um, that are out there doing this stuff. No, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, there's been a lot of conversations, you know, at least in the accounts I follow about, um, you know, representation in, in these ultra races. And I think just in, in outdoors in general, you often see, I mean, like you say, we have La Luz right there. And, you know, it's, it's often people when you're out there with, with lighter skin and there's nothing wrong with that, but it would, it would be nice to see more people, you know, we're growing up here. We have access to that. Like how, how can we embrace that? you know, for everybody. Yes. No, I, yes. Great way to put it. I mean, yeah, the, you know, this people who listen or listening to this, who have run out on these trails, know the beauty of, of just what's out there. Um, and, and I have to say like, even, even for family, like my own family, um, like they've been able to see this, like I said earlier, like they've been able to follow me on these races and see these things, but extended family, like I tell them all the time, like, no, like you guys, like you guys have to see this, this trail. Um, but I don't know. It's like, um, I I mean, I understand, I understand that maybe it does sound kind of like a boring thing to do is go hike. Um, sounds terrible for some people. Like, why would I go do that? But I think, I think everyone that I meet out there, it's just, it's for, it's something, like I said, I told you the reason why I decided to go hiking was, um, some things happened in my life that I, I wanted to go explore that part and, and just be out there. So, um, that's a great thing. It's a great thing to do. And, and I think living in Albuquerque, um, yeah, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to have like the foothills and the Sandia mountains there. Um, and, you know, running ultras, I, I always want to say New Mexico, man, like, especially like even northern New Mexico is like beautiful. Like we can compete with those other states that have these races. Um, and yeah, I, I've done, I've been lucky enough to do some of these races, like, like Bull of the Woods and Taos. That's one of my favorite races. Um, they're in Santa Fe. Um, and um, I'm, I'm getting ready to do uh, Mount Taylor in October, which I'm looking forward to because I've never driven by that mountain so many times. And now I actually get to be in it. And that's, that's, I've heard is just an amazing one. Just so much fun and, and I mean, tough, but (laughs) it's a good one. Have you, have you ever been up there? I haven't. Um, I think I hiked it when I was younger with, with my family, but I've never, not, not in my adult days. I haven't been up it running or hiking. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's the thing too, right? It's like, I wouldn't have gone out there. Um, unless this race wasn't going on. I mean, I think it's hard. To, I think for a lot of people, they feel the same way too. It's like, you know, well, I think you need that invitation kind of. For me, at least that's what it feels like. But 
thinking about it now, it's like, no, this is all public land. Like you should, we should all just be curious, right? Right. Absolutely. So what got you interested in, in jumping up and, and doing a 100 miler? Um, I think, I think, I think, you know, the answers. <laughs> it's, it's, I wanted to just, I got a taste for it. Like I was like, for a while there, I was, well, no, let's take that. Let's go back. I did the 50 K and then I was like, I got to do a 50 miler. Um, look on ultra sign up. Hamas, Hamas mountain 50 miler. And that's, um, in May. So I thought, oh, this is perfect. Like I can, I can, you know, train through the winter, um, spring, I'll hit it really hard. And then, um, yeah, I did my first 50 miler was Hamas. And I love that. I love all my races basically up to the 50 mile mark where what races here in New Mexico, gorgeous, gorgeous races. Um, and if, and if you, yeah, if you, I, anyone listening, Hamas, Oh yeah, that place is is beautiful. I haven't been out there to that one either, but yeah, I've heard I've heard great things about it as well. I mean, I think we have some again, we have some beautiful places to be out and about and and to be running. So it, it's awesome that you know we are having those those things there, so people can you know you know we can show out, showcase some of our our natural beauty here in the state. Yeah, exactly, and. For me, when, I mean, when I did that race, again, I, I was, I felt really good. I felt um, I was in good shape. Uh, thankfully, no injuries, because I think I learned right after a while. It's like if you feel this achy pain, take it easy. Um, so when I ran this race, yeah, it was it was for sure. I felt a little uh, nervous um, going beyond 32 miles was one of those things where I was thinking okay let's see let's see what this is about um, again not not an easy race um, but everything flowed so well in that race I remember I've done it twice so far but I remember the first time you kind of always remember the first it's like yeah um, just just enjoying once you get done with your training like i mean this is just me i'm not like i just the average joe right i'm just thinking to myself once i finished my training block which consisted of no coaches right i just said to myself like i know i probably have to i probably have to have like about a good 16 weeks to train you increase the mileage every week um, the end, like the closer you get to the race, I still haven't figured it out. I mean, when it comes to tapering, <laughs> I still probably not the best at, you know, knowing what to do. I, I've heard people say like, you should feel like crap when you taper. Um, some people say, oh, it's like everything just flows naturally. And then you, they have the, the race of their life. And I, yet to experience that latter part but um <laughs> the crappy like i mean 
I don't know. It's like the first time I tapered, I did everything backwards. I think I, I was eating whatever I wanted to. I didn't run at all. Um, <laughs> because I thought that's what you do. I thought you just take it easy. Like all the, all the hard work is done. You just, now's your chance to just like give your body everything that it's been missing. Like chocolate cake pizza, um, all the, all the like stuff that you think, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to have this now. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry, I lost track. <laughs> going back to, to the no, Hamas, no. to the Hamas, right? 50 miler. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a race. I, for some reason, I just, it just felt it felt good again. Whatever I was doing at the time um, seemed to have been working, right? If it if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, it's it's. I felt good. I felt strong. Um, and then seeing the Caldez Valdera once you get to the top of Pajarito Mountain. Oh, that's such a beautiful sight. Um, for sure, I took that moment in. But anyone who's done that race knows the climb is is so difficult, and that's when I found out. Um, okay, so your legs can um, actually just um, not work for you. <laughs> when I got when I got to the top, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! This is amazing! I'm gonna head down now." And I started kind of galloping down, and then uh, yeah, I think my legs cramped up, my calves cramped up. Um, kind of shuffle down and and then the heat hit me uh, which is something I really wasn't I don't think you I mean I guess you can prepare for the heat but the, for this race I, I wasn't prepared um, yeah it was a, it was pretty tough from then on um, once the cramping went away you know I got into some part of the race where the we were at least not exposed so much to the to the sun um like i said zeb i was feeling good i was running i was running going downhill um and then um yeah i'm not sure if it was a rock or a root that kind of took me out i i took a hard hard fall and oh no yeah and i was laying there for a second, I thought, oh, this was, that was a hard fall. Like, I, I was laying there, like, it's kind of funny that I think about it now. Like, I was laying there thinking, what am I doing? Like, no one's going to come out here. No one's, no one's going to ask if I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm laying on side of the trail, pretty beat up. And I just had to get up and just, like, dust myself off, like, literally. <laughs> And then shuffle into the next aid station, um, which I think was like at mile 37. Um, and that's the thing I love about these these ultras, the, the volunteers out there. Like this, these people that volunteer their time to just sit at these aid stations um, right. and just welcome you. And they make you feel so good. Like once you come in, like I was beat up, they were just cheering, like telling me I'm awesome what a great job I'm doing. And it's like, you need to hear that. Like, like, even though sometimes you're like, okay, no, I'm not doing great. And I'm not awesome. But the time that they, 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 the time that they, um, 
they take out of their own 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 time to just to be there for you. Yeah, they sit you down. They're like, right. "How are you feeling? What do you need?" Right? Um, that's that's that that's so important. I think to that's why I love ultra running is is those people out there, not just the other runners that I'm running with, um, but those people too. Um, but yeah, the Hamas Mountain man, that that was such a great race. Um, and it's kind of funny because like the more you're into the ultra running scene, you kind of, you see people, you, you know, which people are signed up for races. So I remember with that race, there was a, there was a guy who, who, who beat me in, um, the ultra Santa Fe, right? So I saw him beat up at one of the aid stations and I thought, oh yeah, this is, this is good. Like I'm going to, okay, I have to pass him now. So that little runner's competitiveness kicked in and um it's it's amazing like how much you think you're done but you're not you have i mean that race i had so much um gas left in the tank i guess because i was i was running i don't know i was maybe running a six minute mile i don't know (laughs) it felt like it felt like it anyway i was like i was zooming i was running and um, again, running, running scared, looking over my shoulder, like, is he, is he, he's probably going to catch up with me. Oh, like, I can't stop now. I, I have to keep going. I don't care about water. I'm almost there. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, it turns out he finished like a minute behind me and, um, oh, wow. Yeah. And that race was pretty cool too because my kids they were like waiting for me right near the finish. We we ran across the finish together, and oh yeah, that that was a special race right there. That that's amazing. You know, you talked about you know your kids being your crew for this hundred miler. Your kids being there at this. Like, how how involved are your kids with with these races with you? Um, since since I've started, um. So I have two kids. Noah is 13 and Olive is 10. So, yeah, I've been running for six years. So when you think about it, yeah, Olive was um, like four. So she's, she's really, she, I mean, she knows what, what, what these races entail. Like she's, she knows that she's going to be outside, which she loves. And I'm, I'm thankful that. I've kind of exposed them. My wife and I have exposed them to that part of it, like just being outside, like appreciating the beauty of these places we're going. Um, and it, it's so many different places like we've been. And um, I, I like to say that um, they're very well adapted to like when when it comes to just going someplace new, I mean, they're, they know what, they know, they know what the day is going to be like, and, and they're fine with it. You know, they don't, they take it all in. They just, they know they're not going to have their Wi-Fi or their devices. And that's their moment to just kind of be outside and, and just walk amongst the trees or the cactus, whatever, whatever race it is. <laughs> You know, it sounds like you're 
you know, you may not be getting them up early to run a couple of miles, but it, it sounds like you're keeping, you know, that tradition um, that your that your mom's had with you and, and, you know, your siblings. Yeah, that's something I didn't think about. I mean, at least there sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm such a pushover. Like, I, I don't ever... I keep saying I want to do that, like get them outside and run. But trust me, like when I have to wake them up, it's like they'll like moan and groan. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe tomorrow we'll do it. <laughs> but no, that's, that's uh, something yeah. interesting I didn't think about. I mean, um, yeah, for sure. It's however long I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing this. Um, I'm just glad that. I was able to kind of expose them to this stuff early on. No, and I, th I think it's, it's great. It's, um, I think it's easier for people. I mean, we talked about having that representation and, and seeing people out on the trails and, and all that. And I think with your kids seeing you and you taking them out there and, and exposing them, like that's their representation, right? You're being that person for them and, and they have a higher chance of, continuing that you know going forward which you know is fantastic yeah no i like i still i i think being outside and being in nature is a healing it, it heals your body it heals your mind um and i think yeah they haven't they haven't been through what i've been through they're still young but i want them to know that that's always a sanctuary when they get older like that's where they should be if they're ever going through something or um, yeah, just getting away from from society and all the, the problems that we have. Right. Uh, jumping back into this hundred, you know, what um, I guess you, you talked about kind of the beauty of you know, Hemis and everything. What, what were some of the things you noticed out there in Utah? Um, you know, that's, that's that part of Utah. Like I said, I, I just love, I love that part of, um, of Utah is, is, is cause I, like I said, I grew up, I grew up to a similar, um, landscape, which, the red rocks, um, desert. Um, but in my running, the same thing when I was doing the Ute 100 and being in the LaSalle mountains is like, it's so much similar to just being like in Santa Fe. Like when you, when you go up to Mount, um, Mount Baldy, yeah, it's like everything felt so familiar. And that's the one thing I think I really, like I said about, about doing this race is everything just felt natural. Like, like I said, normally I'll get emotional about something or something will pop in my head. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, for example, when I did a race in Taos, below the woods, um, I saw some butterflies like getting near the top right of the peak, uh, Kachina Peak, I think it was, um, and that made me so emotional. I don't know why, like just butterflies, right? Um, 
but when I was doing the U100, um, I saw all kinds of things. I saw little mice on the on the floor at night uh, when I was doing the night part of the race. Hummingbirds. Um, but yeah, I was just 100% just focused on what I needed to do. It was an interesting race because, like I said, I had my crew there. So that part, I didn't really think about um, how much time I was spending with them. Um, because there was a 39-hour cutoff. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah, I was thinking to myself towards the end, like, I, I kind of got panicked. Like, I kind of panicked. I was thinking, am I even going to make it? Was I spending too much time in the aid stations <laughs> or, or with my family? Which, um, but, yeah, the course itself, like, um, the, the beginning of the race, we started this little loop. They had to change the course to two, a two-loop course, um, one loop, right, 50 miles, um, because the year prior, they had uh, forest fires. So they had to change the course. Um, and then the year before that um, was COVID, right? You know how that all went, you know. So it was like... This was the year, right? I was like, okay, I was just again one hundred percent focused on just on just getting this done. Um, and yeah, it was, I have to say, it's very similar to to some um, to here in to being here in New Mexico. Um, but the one cool thing was like looking looking out. You could see the Spanish Valley, the Moab Valley, and you could see just the, the canyons. That was the only part that was probably different, just the scenery. That's that's awesome. It sounds like fun. Uh, what did it feel like to cross that finish line? Oh, it was... It felt good. It felt, you know, I was... It's kind of... It's kind of it was kind of great to just know that, like I said, this is the... This is the area me and my family love to visit. My family was my crew. And the times when I felt like I, I couldn't keep moving, like, you know, I thought about them and they were at the finish line. So we, we came down this five mile um, minor road, which was so steep and had so many rocks. Um, that was probably the hardest part was like, I remember breaking down and saying, where the is the finish line, right? <laughs> I came around the corner and you saw that the, the road looks like it, it, it goes on for about a mile and then it turns and not runnable at all. So I was, I was frustrated. I was hoping to hear something at the finish line. You know, normally you'll hear like people or cheering or music or something. And this one, I didn't hear anything. And then I was just like, Is, when's it finally going to be here? And I think that was about... <laughs> I think that was about maybe 42 hours with no sleep. So I was seeing some really weird things. And for example, like coming, coming up this uh, trail, I thought I saw a guy leaning sideways with a Polaroid camera. And, and I, I stood there and I thought, is this, is this, is this a person? (laughs) Is this a person with the race? Is he going to take my photo? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then and then coming down like it didn't stop 
like I, I swear, this is the kind of a weird, weird thing, a weird one here is like I saw it looked like a giant suitcase with like arms coming out of it and legs coming out of it. So <laughs> I'm not sure what that means in my mind, but I walked up to it and all these words were just those, uh, these aspen trees that kind of grow kind of funky. But I have yeah. to tell you, like, it was really kind of bizarre to just think to yourself, okay, it's just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. So, so that, that last five miles of the race, Zeb, as I, I got done, I was like, finally, I was like, finally done with it. I'm over it. And then all of a sudden I come out of these, um, these like bushes and the road's there and you just hear a few people clapping and I see my <laughs> wife and my kids and they're like, woo, like, you know, yelling, cheering. And I'm like, oh, finally it's here. Like, and then I, I jog over, I get, you know, I get my buckle hugs and everything. And I have to say, like, I, I felt, I still felt good. Like besides that five miles that seemed like it didn't end, um, I felt good. Like I felt my legs felt, I still felt strong, but the sleep part was, that was setting in and that was kind of something I'm kind of curious about now. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. Like it's like, I, it's the unknown. It's like what, for those people who have run this distance or maybe further yeah i would i would i think now it's time for me to get a coach or someone who's gone these distances because right, again right. yeah again like i got i got done with my race um i got back to the hotel and a 40 minute drive i was like a newborn like baby deer right i could hardly walk um <laughs> but that night you know i I felt good. Um, the mistake I made was coming home. I, I didn't elevate my feet. So they swole uh, up. Yeah, they swole up pretty bad. Like they, 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 my Crocs, I could hardly come out of my Crocs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and my wife was always the cool person, right? She's like, she freaked out and she's like, do I need to take you to the emergency room? I'm like, no, I don't think so. Right. I mean, <laughs> So it's just elevate, elevating your feet, and then that kind of just shows, like, as, as, as many races as I've done, Zeb, I still feel like I'm either I'm hard-headed or I'm just I'm not doing my research on a lot of this stuff. Well, I think, it, I think a lot of people that do ultra races have to be a little bit hard-headed. And I also think, you know, the way you're talking about how you finish it, it almost sounds like you're going to be looking for a 150 or a 200 miler next. Yeah, I think it's still, I, I said I was done when, when I got, when I crossed that finish line, I told um, the race director that was my first 100 and probably my last. And, you know, he laughed and he said, well, he said, this was not an easy hundred. And then he said, that's what they all say, right? Um, right. But no, the one thing I, my accomplishment is as, as much as I, that was my number one goal since I started running. Um, I have to say like there, there were people I met along the, uh, along the way in this race um, 
whose stories I think are so cool too. Like there was, um, I think her name is Jessie. She finished five minutes before me. Um, 39 year old who told me that was like her 39th 100 mile race. And she, and she was like, you know, I've been training for like three years for this race. And a gentleman behind me who finished behind me, his name's Thomas, a 70 year old who, again, I think that was like his 40th 100 mile race. And I'm just like, that, that just blows my mind. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I don't know if, um, I don't think I'll ever do that many races, but, but who knows, like in a week, maybe I will be planning something, something difficult. I mean, because you have to ask yourself, I think everyone listening to ask themselves is like, how far can I really go? What is my body really capable of? And I think for the most part, that's really your, your mind is the one that really gets you through it and as much as it's these races are tough um yeah if you have that if you have that mindset of of finishing you're gonna finish it um so right now yeah um i don't know i told my wife i was done (laughs) but but like we'll give it some time i'm pretty sure i'll Find something more difficult. <laughs> well, you you had posted that that on Instagram as well, and and I think uh, even in saying that the Instagram page was was going to be done, and so you know I'm I'm glad I got you on to 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 talk about it because you know it's it's quite an accomplishment. It's not not everybody that can go out and, and complete a hundred miler. Yeah, so like I said, I saw your page and I'm like, well, you have a lot of uh, really great people on here that do great things, um, coaching or just runners that are uh, want to be great. So I think my thing is like um, I'm just like an average, average Joe who who is not has who doesn't have the best physique, <laughs> but but my mindset is like. Um, yeah, I really am curious about about how far I can go, and the Instagram is probably not done. I'm <laughs> sure if I sign up for another race, it'll it'll be it'll be there. And I'm so I'm so overwhelmed with like a lot of people telling me they enjoyed the content that I provided because I I tried to be fun. Um, I tried to make things fun, lighthearted. Um, like I said, I never showed like the dark part of of. Uh, of my running because I always wanted to keep it positive and um, hopefully inspire people. Like, yeah, like if you think, if you think you're done, if you think whatever distance you did was, was the most um, you can do, then no, trust me, there's more you have in you. That's a, that's a great comment. And I think that's kind of a great place to, to wrap up. Uh, so I got one more question for you, and that's the question I ask everybody to end. And that's just, um, you know, what are you listening to to get you going, get you pumped, to get you out that door for a nice long run? <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't listen to anything on that 100-miler. 
Um, so I'm proud of myself for that because I'm like, wow, there, obviously there's a lot of things going on in my head. There were times when I wanted to listen to something, but uh, yeah, my body was just, every time I would cough, my I would feel shooting pain in my back. Um, <laughs> but if it's, if it's a, if it's a good, if it's like a slow, like easy run, um, gosh, Zeb, I don't really have a specific genre. Um, let me see here. Ah, geez, that's a tough one. <laughs> it changes. Like for some, um, I I've been really I don't know for some reason I've been kind of into to listening to like some um what is what is Bad Bunny? You know you've heard of Bad Bunny, right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I don't know what genre that is, but I've been listening to that quite a bit now. <laughs> I I don't know what like the official genre is or necessarily where I'd where I'd put him. Uh, yeah, but I you know it's it's catchy. It's I, I like that. Yeah, no idea what he's saying, but I just like it. Just like the way it makes me feel. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, music is universal, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, exactly. So, again, I, I, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk with me. I, I think your story is amazing. I. I'm glad that you're you're saying that the Instagram probably isn't done, and you know, you, maybe maybe you can uh, maybe you'll jump back just and do another half marathon. You know, take it easy again. <laughs> yeah, what about a five k? I haven't done a five or a ten k. There you go. That'll 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 be a lot less time. <laughs> yeah, but well, for um, sure though. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward to what, what what's what's to come um that i don't know yet but uh, i know i have to i fell in love with this sport and um i don't think she'll be going away anytime soon perfect you know again thank you so much for your time and i think it's awesome again that you completed this and i look forward to hearing whatever else comes next and you know for now you know if there's do you have anything else to say before i let you go Oh, no, thank you. I mean, I appreciate, again, um, having me on. Um, like I said, it's, it's like a, any kind of platform where I can just kind of talk about what running's done for me. Um, again, it, it brought me out of some dark, dark places and um, thankful to be still able to do it. Um, and, and I guess that's it. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico.com at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.